0: Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time. We'd like to let all of our listeners know that here on the Butterfly Evolution Show, we don't want you to just sit back, but we hope that you'll jump in and engage in our healthy conversations. In order to do that, you have to be a registered follower. If you are listening online, you must be a registered follower in order to post comments in the chat room. It is very easy. We don't read out, we don't form our guests or our audience of your names unless you give us permission to or unless you ask us to. So you don't ever have to worry about that. Everyone is anonymous. But we would like for you to definitely join the conversation. And if you want to become a registered follower, the steps are very easy to follow. If you're listening online and you'd like to share your thoughts with us, I'm sorry. If you're listening by phone, excuse me. If you're listening by phone and you want to share your thoughts with us, all you have to do is press the number one, and at the first at our first opportunity, we will pull you into the conversation. Tonight we have a great show for you. We have a great show for you. Something that uh, is very popular in our society. And if you have kids, if you are a teacher, a coach, a mentor, if you have any dealings with children, we are sure that you know something about tonight's topic. But before we get into that, we have a trash can concept on our show that we like to share at the beginning of every show, and that is we'd like for you to take your trash can and we'd like for you to move it. I know you're probably asking yourself, what are you talking about, moving my trash can? Well, when you move your trash can, we want you to see how often it is that you go and visit its old location? Because a lot of times we do things so much that it just becomes a habit. It just becomes a routine. So we're no longer we're no longer thinking about them, and we just go back there and go back there. And how, ask yourself, how many times have you done that in your relationships? Not that it was there anymore. But you were so comfortable Or you got so comfortable in your relationship So you just kept going back What about with your job Same thing So we want you to move your Trash can And just count the number of times You go back to its Old location because remember Stephen R. Covey said You sow a thought you reap an action You sow an action You reap a habit You sow a habit you reap a character, you sow a character, and you reap a destiny. So we want you to keep those things in mind. I believe we have the beautiful and lovely Miss Tammy with us now. Tammy, are you there? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <I'm here.
1: laughs> I'm here. How are you, Rodney? This is one
0: of
2: those
1: times where I was like, oh, Lord, thank you so, so, so. You didn't get one soul tonight. You got so, 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 so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad that you, I'm glad that you are here alive and well. Yeah. This has
1: been a day. I tell you, and it just kept going and going and going. But guess what, Rodney? I What's am up? still smiling. I am just, <laughs> my joy is still here.
0: Well, you well well you have to always remember that there's no such thing as a bad day because God said that everything He created was good and He did create the day. so there's no such thing as a bad day.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But you
0: know,
1: <laughs> it's, it's an example of what butterfly evolution stands for—that transformation. Because of all the things that have happened today, even when I thought it was over. <laughs> I, I mean usually by now I would have flipped the script And I was telling the the, the Well you know well The roadside service because I needed him today And when he showed up I was like I'm almost <laughs> angry to see you Because I had started to enjoy the moment <laughs>
2: So
1: You know but So I guess that's why all the other stuff Happened after the fact So but, uh, You know but, but God I say so <laughs>
0: but I'm well. I'm glad, I'm glad that you are here with us.
1: So, well, thank you so much. And, again, thank you for just pulling in because I know you had your – we all have so much going on. And I guess this should be an example for our listeners to just, if I may use this as another opportunity, push on, just push on, continue to push on even in the midst of things. Keep your joy. Keep your sanity. um I guess keep the end in mind, and, and you have to know what your end is, what you, what you want your end to be, so that you always know which direction to take. And you're part of this show, and, and listening, you know, it, it's that positive end. It's that taking charge and taking responsibility and accountability for where you are, but more importantly, where you want to go. So I, I just I stayed in control today, and, and that was that's just. I'm
0: just thankful, so I'm thankful for even the car breaking down. So, I'm <laughs> uh, if you if you're okay with it, Sammy. Um, so I, uh, I learned a a uh, a successful um uh I don't know what they, what to even call it uh but I, I'll say a successful um or or a great success tip. Maybe I should say it that way. A great success tip over the weekend. Um, so if you, if you're okay with it, I'll share it.
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, please.
0: All right. So, um, so I published my first book, Tired of Being Black, um, three years ago. And, um, so I created a Facebook page almost three years ago now. about two and a half years ago. But anyway, I created a Facebook page, uh, for the book. And I ended up, uh, changing the name of the page, um, Several months ago, maybe over over last summer or something, and um, you know, my page was just kind of sitting there from time to time. I was posting, Um, but what I did last Thursday was I I did a blog, and then I uh, posted the blog on my Jordan Literature Facebook page, and then I sponsored the page. I paid. Only twenty dollars to uh to sponsor the page, but as I was doing it, I learned that you can expand your audience and it doesn't cost hardly anything uh, You can expand it so that it reaches people in other countries, so I ended up uh just typing in a few countries, and my post reached almost nineteen thousand people from Thursday until Yesterday And the post Yeah, the post has um, The post has received uh, 571 likes Um, And I also have um, I want to say About 80 new likes For my page So that's now 80 more people Following my page So every time I post something Um, On my page That's a brand new audience Who's looking at my book And not just people in the United States Because only 0.2% Of the people who saw my my post Were in the United States Most of them were in the other countries So now there are people In uh, other parts of the world Who know about my page And I also sponsored my own page uh, Promoting that out there And so that that helped uh, Gain more attention to my page as well
1: Hmm. You know, I didn't know that, I guess I didn't know that um, you could, I guess I should have, but you could do the page as well. I knew I did a, like an event, I I paid like $10 to get the extra attention for the event, but I I didn't think about the page and and then that also gives you website coverage as well because your website is there, right?
0: exactly so you and so once you promote your page um and it'll tell you like how many likes on average people get or whatever but once you promote your page the people who like your page they can see everything that's on your page so after um i stopped at the uh the promotion yesterday i went ahead since all of those people were fresh i went ahead and posted uh the Amazon link for my book.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: so I uh so I I, I say you know what? I, 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 I waste money all the time on things that I don't even need. So now I have something to 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 spend my money on. I can turn around and invest in myself. Boy, do
1: we not do that enough, right?
0: yeah i mean for for eighteen thousand people for my post to reach eighteen thousand people uh that's that, that's pretty that's pretty big and um it yesterday about a about hundred twenty five people uh clicked on the link to my to my blog wow right you have to show us to,
1: um... Like I said, and I guess it's the same way, but you have to for sure help me do that, and, and hopefully some of these ones who are listening, maybe somebody will have a business and, and not know that. Because I know with Facebook, I'm constantly learning as well. Um, even with, and I know we're we're going to get in there. We're going to get people. I think people are a little bit slow tonight coming in, so they're slowly coming. So what we'll do is just kind of continue this because um, I just realized that I want to say I want. I don't want to. I want to limit my time on Facebook, so I started that. A while back, just and, and just for me, you know, if it works for everybody, that's that's good. But for me, I I, I started to find that it became it became it was becoming more of a distraction, and sometimes mm-hmm. I was getting I felt as though I was getting caught up in the posting and not the doing, and so I stopped. I I purposefully just stopped, and I I actually pray, God, only allow me to see the things that You would have me to see, and people might say that's that's petty, but. I believe and pray for everything. Pray pray for God's guidance and hand in everything, especially those things that you feel are, are distracting you. Um, and so I don't go scrolling, you know, scrolling down. And so that being said, I also found out that I can, I can pre-post. So what I usually do on Sunday, I will post all of my Butterfly Evolution stuff for the week, and I'll schedule it for 5.30 a.m. or whatever. And most, most times my, my, you know, my things that, encouraging things, I I would try to let go at, at 5.30, and then I have like 11.11 or one eleven. That's just post, those are my, my favorite numbers for right now. And so I found that out just kind of by pondering around one day. But it keeps me, I can still do what I need to do and want to do, but then I don't have to be get on there to do that. And so that helps because... You know, it kind of helped me stay off, stay off more. So that's another little thing. So maybe one night we need to, we need to fish and get all these little, <laughs> these little things and to put together and do a show on that because Facebook can if we don't, if you're not careful, um, even with the ADHD stuff. As I was studying for that, Rodney, one of the things uh, it came up about social media and things like that, what it's doing to the kids as well, and even us as adults. Because one of the articles talked about ADHD. Uh, for adults as well. And it was even saying that you should limit um, your time on Facebook. For instance, say if you're working, work. Don't flip back and forth forth with that. so I found that interesting. So, you know, yeah, something to think about because a lot of people may not be diagnosed with ADHD, but, I mean, there's so much going on. Sometimes I feel like I'm on overload, which is why I found such pleasure and being on the side of the road today. I mean, seriously, after about 30 minutes, I was like, I like this. And, you know, even my mom called and she,
2: she
1: before she could get out, she was like, Tammy, I need you. I said, I can't do anything on the side of the road. <laughs> so I
3: just <laughs> decided to be pleasure. So,
0: hey, so, so, sometimes the things that, that that we think are out there to, uh, to harm us, May actually may may actually turn out to be the best thing for us. Well, it
1: was for me
0: today. <laughs> <So. sighs> hey, Ronnie, I'm gonna step away. I'm gonna step away for just a second. I need to get a flashlight for my uh, mechanic. Oh <laughs> right, no problem. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and kind of jump into this a little bit. Uh for those of you out there tonight, uh tonight's topic, um again, it's one it's one of those that if you interact with children um on a regular basis, um, you definitely see this more so than the rest of our society. So um, you know, please feel free to share your insights, ask questions because uh we've done our research and we have we have a lot of information on top of uh, the experience that we have and I believe we have some callers out there tonight who who uh who have some uh some insights that they that they want to share as well. Uh but in case you don't know, um so Ritalin is uh, the most common uh the most commonly prescribed uh medicine or drug uh for ADHD which is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um and right now, there are about 6.4 million uh, people on Ritalin. 75% of those prescribed are children, uh, boys receiving Ritalin about four times more than girls, uh, and just some some things that you may not have known. Ritalin can cause addiction, anxiety, um and it's kind of been compared to cocaine let me back up just a little bit and um when it comes to boys being hyper if you don't have sons or if you're not or if you're not a teacher never been a boy please understand that boys are just hyper period i see boys getting in trouble all the time at school and it's not because they're doing bad things. It's because uh, most of the time, I'm not going to say that they're never doing bad things. I, um, I've i seen boys do, doing bad things. Um, but a lot of times, uh, I would say at least 80% of the time, they're doing silly things. They're doing immature things. They're running down the hall and trying to slap the, 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 the top of the door. They're trying to slap the wall because everybody wants to be like Mike. All um, boys are sitting in class, they're trying to impress girls, and so they're, they're just being immature. They want to be the class clown. And also, if you find children, if you find that children can't sit still, you have to remember that they are children, and children tend to be active children need to move around they're not like adults who can sit on the couch and just relax children have a lot of energy and they need to they need to get that energy out so please don't don't mistake the two we need i think that we need to stop confusing bad behavior with immature behavior with hyper behavior because there's a difference children getting into fights That's bad behavior. Boys running up and slapping the wall, that's nothing. And when it comes to things like Ritling, Ritling is something that has been around for years. Uh, For those of you out there older than I am, um, I don't know, you know, how long, but I know even when I was a child coming up, ritlin was out there and but but it wasn't as common as it is now ADHD is something that isn't you know it, it has become more popular over the years it wasn't like that uh when i was growing up um, you know but now it just seems like you know if, if children you know if we if we tell them to sit down and they won't sit down then we say they have ADHD. We want to rush them to a doctor. But is but but is is ADHD the issue and is Ritalin the solution? That's our questions. Those are our questions for you tonight. Is the problem ADHD? Is it this attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? And if it is the problem, what can we do to solve this problem, what are some strategies that you all have tried outside of or on top of medication? And is Ritalin the the, the solution to ADHD? Tammy, are you hey, Rob. I
1: am. This is Tammy. And I want to go back. Um, I, I like that you started out with, with even the boys. It, it made me think of um, our conversation last week after attending the um, workshop, the Ruby Payne workshop, and, and I had the opportunity, thankfully, last year to to complete a session on getting ahead and just getting by world. Because my 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 plans are to become a facilitator for that program, and so a few weeks ago I went to and I, I shared this with you, and it kind of it was so wonderful because it's like somebody trying to understand not just good behavior, bad behavior, but even to the point, and it was about more than children for sure. It's about generational poverty the mindset of generational poverty. So it was about so much more, but what, of course, the kids always interest me when someone starts talking about children and, and how we, in some cases, we misunderstand them a lot. We most Most times we don't think that children are affected by things just as we are, sometimes even more because they are young people, and they they kind of feel out of even more out of control. but this lady was breaking down um like you talked about the behavior if a young boy gets in trouble, let's say he's he's had a fight, and most of your teachers are women,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and women let's just we know that we are different, we are wired different. And so that woman teacher, in most cases, she wants to know right now what happened. She's ready to talk. She wants answers right now. And this lady was saying most young boys and men, they need a minute. They just need a second to cool down. And and what she said, if you'll just in most times give a young boy a chance to drink some water, just say go to the water fountain, let him drink an eight ounce glass of water, just that little time. There and back, if you're in the classroom setting, and she said this is something she does in her home with her boys as well. Um, and mm-hmm. she said, if you'll do that, and then while you're trying to get the answer out of them, allow them to be doing something because they don't want, this is so interesting, they don't want to stand there and look you in the eye as a young young boy, you know, male that that's going on, that stuff going on. So she says, and in her home, she will ask her son while they're doing going through whatever they're going through, she will say, well, can you put this up for me? They're still in the same room, but she's giving him something to do. And she says he opens up more. But let's just say this teacher, this young boy has had a fight. And this teacher comes up, and she's instantly wanting to know. And he just, he just doesn't talk. He didn't say anything. So the first thing she says, you're being disrespectful. And in his mind, he's like, I'm just cooling off. But he doesn't even say that because – As I was studying on on the Ritalin as well, it says, I believe, four times, and I'll have to look my studies up, you guys. I believe it's four times, um, the number of boys are put on Ritalin at a rate of four times more than girls. That is crazy. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I've heard, didn't research this, I've heard, and maybe I'll try to do that while we're on the show, I've heard that in most cases those who have been diagnosed with ADHD, I guess, to maybe a degree, they can't even go in the military. I've heard that if the, if the military wants to keep you out and use that, they can. So I'm not saying no, 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 no to it, but what I'm saying is we're doing it too, 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 too fast and too, 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 too much.
0: Well, and, I and, and we... Um i think I think from what i've from what I've seen um and this is uh I'm coming to the end of my seventh year teaching and what I've seen is is a lot of laziness instead of raising children, we're quick to find something that gives us an excuse to not raise our children um instead of raising children we look for ways to um I don't know we we, we we look for ways to 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 identify something that will say well the reason why my child is having issues has nothing to do with my parenting but everything to do with a medical condition. Uh and sometimes it it could be ADHD, or sometimes you know people try to use, you know, well their father's not in the home, or you know people just try to use anything to to justify their child's behavior, um, you know. But when when I was coming up, there was no ADHD. It would call, Mama would pull off the belt, or Mama would knock you out. If she tells you to sit down, you can't sit down, she's going to help you sit down. And that was the end of the story. But now it's, well, they can't control it. And it's like, huh? They can't control it? What are you doing Mm -hmm. Not, and I'm not saying that It's not legit That's not what I'm saying But what I am saying is We Are using At least from what I've seen And I can't speak for anyone else's experiences But my But from what I've seen It's just It's a cop out It's a justification And Just like any other medication, the problem is there are all of these side effects that come along with it. So then kids become unhealthy. Kids start having stomach issues or they start having memory loss or, you know, they can't sleep all because someone said, well, they're too hyper. And I can tell you in the school Women are so quick to write referrals for boys, not understanding that this is how boys are. This is how kids are. Kids get kids will get bored very quickly if you if you if you're having them do something that they don't want to do. Take them off a recess, nobody's bored. Take them uh, let them play video games, nobody's bored. Let them watch cartoons on t v nobody's bored well that goes along with the bathroom, sharpening pencils, and all of this other stuff when you When you keep kids active, when you allow them to move around, when you keep them engaged, all of a sudden, nobody has to go to the bathroom, and that's how I know how engaging. Left lessons are when my kids are, man, can I go to the bathroom? They don't have to use the bathroom because I've I've taught for 80 minutes. I've taught for 90 minutes where kids did not one time ask to go to the bathroom. Not one time. But it was because we were constantly moving. We were constantly doing things. They did not have to go to the bathroom. But I've also had days where after 10 minutes, it's, can I go to the bathroom? So keep them engaged. They're fine. You'll find that a lot of these issues will go away. But as long as you don't have their attention, as long as you have them sitting in the same spot, because that's all I have to use the bathroom means. I'm tired of sitting here. That's all it means. And I yes. sharpen my pencil? It means I'm sick of sitting here. I've seen I've I mean, seen. Some
1: schools, huh? some schools they, even some schools here, now they're at the private schools. And, and as we talk about this part of it, parents, ask yourself, or just kind of think about how much time that you had outside as a child based on how much your children today get to go outside and play. I was talking to a client today, and she was asking about tonight's topic. And when I told her, she started to explain a little bit about her husband, a little bit about her life. And she said, you know, back then we were – we, she was told, get up, you have breakfast, you clean up the house, you get your clothes on, and you were expected to go outside and not come back to dark. Now, I know times are different, but that doesn't mean a child cannot go outside and play. We have – and this is going to – I won't let it go here – but you we gotta think about it back then, there was someone always home, whether it was a grandmother or your mu mo- somebody somebody made some sacrifices or or we weren't so caught up in all this stuff, so you gotta work all day to get the things that you rarely get to use because you're working so much to to get them and try to keep them so
2: mm-hmm. who
1: up who, who really who suffers? I say to mothers um Women and I, I'm not going to go there either, but I just want to bring this up. You know, we want all this. We we, we want these women, these women's rights. We want to be able to. We say we want to be able to, to work out at home and do what we want to do and buy what we want to buy. But I'm going to tell you honestly, who I think is suffering are the children. I think they are suffering because there's no one home. Mm-hmm. There needs someone home. Not saying that a woman does not deserve to do what she want to do and work, but somewhere down line we're going to have to start making some sacrifices and and be mom or be dad, whichever. Somebody wants to say, we're going to pack up in a couple of rooms so that you can stay home for a good few years and do something. And so, again, this is just to have you look at some small things, some changes that you can make, whether it be the diet. Um, having the child have more time to play, even connecting more with 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 you and the family, siblings, cousins. Even when people are home, it's like everybody is in their own room doing their own thing. TV's on. Um, even in studying the ADHD, they were saying that up until a certain age, your child should be very limited in the in the number of hours watching TV. And what do most new parents do? Because I did it sometimes. The TV was sometimes a little babysitter for me. I wish I'd known better. (laughs) But so at an early age, you know, before age two, I think it was, that it should be so little to it's almost like don't don't let them watch it. So it's like we get, all we do is push the ADHD. Let's come up with some solutions. Let's try the diet change first. Let's try more play time. Let's try things in the home. And I, I hope that, uh, well, I won't give out any name. I hope someone will come on and share a little bit later the story. Today, you know, they actually went through this in a sense and then just took it, took the child back off and created things inside the home as an incentive to help help their child, you know, get over it and do better. But those are the things, I think it should be the last, I think it should be everybody's cards are down and say no no more. But as long as there's one person who's in that corner and say let's try this, let's try this, I think it should be at least one year after someone says ADHD, I think it should be one full year, not school year, one full year before a decision is made. Now teachers may say and Rodney, I commend you because you're a teacher and I don't think many teachers, I just don't, I could be wrong, but I think most teachers will say, oh, no, give them, give them written. I just I just feel that way. But you're saying too much. And so, I mean, I commend you for that. So call us if you have stories to share or you have comments, questions about what we said. Please, the lines are open. Um, Rodney, did you open the chat line?
0: I did, I did. There's no one, uh, we don't have anything in the chat room as of yet. We do have a caller on the line, though. I'm going to go ahead and pull that caller in. Uh, Area code 901, last four digits are 3521. Caller, you're on the air.
4: Yes, uh and hi, Rodney and Tammy. Mm -hmm. Rodney, I agree so much with what you're saying about, I think, people, parents and teachers not taking the time to actually – look at the kids and see what they're thinking, what they're feeling, because of the, the riddling and things that you do that's quick, uh, I think is a matter of control, and it gets them quieter quicker, and you don't have to do the work. And one of the things that I had, uh, one of the experiences I had, my daughter who's now in her 40s, they had just started with the riddling, and she was one of these, she's in second grade, and she was one of these kids who were, quote, hyperactive, uh, she was under the table and she was doing this and she wouldn't be still and it was I was getting notes every day and I had to call and do all of this and I was working too and uh, I kind of got tired of it. Carried to the pediatrician, he recommended this something new on the market called Ritalin and we'd like to try it and gave it to her and she slept all day. Carried to the schools and the teachers complained about she did nothing but sleep. And I made a decision after about a couple of weeks that I wanted to try something different so I wouldn't have to give her medication. And I just simply did things like it, because this is a child who is still in her 40s and still hyperactive. That hasn't changed. And uh, her mom is a little bit like that, too. So it didn't change. I don't, and I don't think it would have necessarily changed her inner self, even if she had been given the Ritalin. But the point was, I started doing things myself. I just got a poster board at that time and started, got bought some stars. And we started doing things like after so many, if you can sit still for five minutes, if you can just relax and do this. We just went through those series of things, and you get stars, and then you get a treat or something as a result of doing it. And what I was trying to do, and my fear now of of of, of the Ritalin and any other things, that there, these medications they're giving the kids, my biggest fear is that children will grow up thinking that they don't have to look within. I mean, there's always something outside of myself that I can do, and I'm not saying that there are occasions where maybe it's needed. I, I, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you get so involved in doing this and giving something to cure something that is a part of that child, that they would, when they become an adult, will have to learn to control. I'm at a point even in my life where I have to, there are times that I have to sit still and relax and breathe and mm-hmm. simply center myself because I get too, I get too overwhelmed by too many things to do. And I have mm-hmm. to learn to do that, and I'm an older person. I mean, I have I had to do that through the years. And that is a fear that I have, and so much dependency on the medication, is that a lot of the children are not, they don't have an opportunity to look within themselves and to try to find some things that would would help them to control, control, in quotes, themselves, or to say, I can do this to make me feel better. I'll, I'll grow up thinking there is some medication or something outside of myself, which might end up tend to be a stronger drug later on that will make me feel better, or will make me uh, uh, less anxious, or make me deal with with situations. And that's a fear I have of that. And uh, thank you.
0: Thank you. This is you. this is Rodney and and um, I've actually had uh, so I had a, uh, I have a <laughs> this yeah it seems like I have a uh, a whole lot of them, but. Um, I've had a couple of students who uh, were, were were on medication and, um, you know, it it got to a point where, you know, the, the, the parents just said, oh, well, they're not taking it. Um, you know, they forget, I forget. And then, you know, even on those days, you know, some of the days, you know, they were fine. Some of the days, you know, were a little different. Um, do you think that, uh, I know you said that, um, you know, it doesn't give them a chance to, to to find, you know, things within themselves, but do you think that Ritalin or any other med- medication, is it possible that it could be a solution for some children?
4: Oh, yeah, I think so. I think I'm, I'm not... You know, just saying that you don't, it should not be used at all. I just think that when you, when the, the pediatrician, my daughter's pediatrician says simply, let's, let's try, this is just started, let's try Ritalin. But I just think what happens is when you d- depend on it, there, you don't use any other methods before you get to that. I, I, I certainly think that there are children that, that need it. And I think another concern is how long do they need it? And is there a point in time in needing it that there is something else that can be done that that other methods, things that are tried that does not involve medication, or do you decide that once the child is on it, stay on it, and there is I don't even need to try any other approach or approaches? That that's the concern. But I think that there are kids who need it. I do. I don't uh, uh, think that there, you know, as if they're, like there are also adults probably who need medications, you know, for for, for anxiety and, and things that they cannot control. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's true, too. I just, you know, I, but I think there are a number of, of children as well as maybe a, a, adults who maybe wouldn't need as much of it or wouldn't need, would, would need it if other approaches could be used. That's my point. And, Timmy, you
0: know, uh, I- one, one other <laughs> thing, sorry, one other thing, because I was reading um uh, on uh drugs.com it was talking about Ritalin and uh, it said that you know it should that children shouldn't just be taking Ritalin alone it should be a part of a complete uh it, it should be a part of a of a of a treatment program so uh you know there should be uh, counseling going on there should be uh the children should be receiving some type of therapy uh, uh they, they're if if you believe that they do have ADHD, they should not just be receiving uh, Ritalin alone. And I know we've had students who have been on medication. I'm not sure if it was Ritalin or some other things, but in addition to being uh, medicated, the students were also on uh, behavior plans. They were having conferences um, with, Mm -hmm. with teachers and talking about different things. There was constant communication between the teachers and the parents uh, talking about things that may be working at home uh, that we can apply in school or or vice versa. So, uh, you know, but that's if you get to work with someone, uh, because usually uh, those things go through the special education teacher, uh, because if a child has been identified as ADHD, they now fall under special ed. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, I did not know that.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Ronnie. Right this is Tammy. I want. I'm. i That's exactly where I wanted to go. And most of most most children who are diagnosed, we already talked about the boys, but if it if it comes to race, more black males are on Ritalin, and that means that more black males are labeled as special ed, which which totally changes on a on, a, on the platform. Totally changes a lot of things. But going back to what you and Miss Erling were saying, you know it's also important why, like you mentioned that back back then that you were getting the call, she won't do this, she won't do this, or that, but some kids sometimes like and that's why I said that year, what if this is just your year where you are going through a little growing up stuff and you you're okay, you grow out of that, and so it's gonna take patience for everyone. Otherwise, we're going to end up. And what I was seeing with the kids that we were giving will into, which was just a, a significant number. You would see kids who are alive, um, talkative. Good um, morning, Miss Miller. Da da da. Then they would turn into zombies, and nothing prescribed to a child should make them turn into zombies. Mm-hmm. I would rather tell that child 24 times, sit down, than have a child sit, and I see that child as likely. Some of
2: the things,
1: you know, it says easily distracted, does not follow directions or finish tasks, does not appear to be listening when someone is speaking, does not pay attention and make careless mistakes, is forgetful about daily activities has problems organizing daily tasks, avoids or dislike activities that requires sitting still or a sustained effort, often loses things, including personal items, has a tendency to daydream. And I put that quote out there, you know, back in the day when the child days off it was called daydreaming and now it's called ADHD. So what if a t- how many times does a child have to do this and and before a teacher says, Oh, you have ADHD? Cause I got that call about Brandon, and I—I I mean, I left work, and I—I. I, no, you will not. No, you will not. We <laughs> never did it. We <laughs> never did it. So if he has ADHD, then I am the riddle, and I am the solution. And that's just how <laughs> I look. So.
0: I like Sterling said because I because I had never thought about that. I mean, if you're if you're quick to. To jump to medication or you know these the, these other methods, then uh, they, these children are going to become adults someday, and they're going to be out on their own. And if all they know is, well, I'll go to a doctor and they'll prescribe something, then for things like ADHD, they won't learn. They won't learn uh, other uh, other ways to cope with you know being hyper. Um, you know they they won't know how to cope with it, with with all of that energy, and so you know that just raises a, a number of problems when it comes to um, um, employment, when it comes to uh, higher education, military, trade. I mean, it, it just creates so many problems for you later on in life. Uh, so it's better if even if you are a hyper individual it's better for you to try to find other ways to um, to deal with ADHD or, or any other um, issue that, that, that you may think that you have.
1: i agree, I'll agree. Miss Earlene, anything else from you? And thank you so much. Anything else from me and Lillian? That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Also awesome.
1: As always, she makes great points every time she calls in. So um the lines are open, you all and chat line. We're okay there, Rodney. Um
0: Uh yep.
1: Okay. Wonderful. Okay, I'm gonna pull up a few things here. Um I wanna get my notes up here because um we said six point four million and we talked about I wanna go back to to our young boys. Um do Rodney, what in the special education do why do you think I guess from the teacher side of it, why do you think when a child is labeled ADHD that it, it's now now he's considered to be part of the special education world? Which I don't like that world anyway, but that it's <laughs> labeled like that. But why do you think that now because in, you know they've labeled that they have that disorder um, that it qualifies them to be now considered to have special needs or special ed class?
0: Well, if you think about special education as we know it um the special education definition that we grew up on it was you know children who were uh they they were pretty much isolated from um you know from from everyone else i mean they 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 all rode the the short bus to school they were all kept in one room it was only a few kids um, you know and they received education. Um you know that that was appropriate for them. um, we didn't have things like a d h d we didn't have you know all of these things that are that are out here now that are that are getting kids uh these special services now, I will say that you know I think that uh schools uh the government you know the department of Education, I think that they all have to do what is necessary to make sure that the needs of every child is met. But I think that instead of coming up with special uh, programs or um, doing different things um, for children who learn in different ways, and and that's, you know, I mean, there there are so many different uh, types of learners. Um, Maybe not a lot, but, but there are different types of learners. Let me just say that. There are different types of learners, but instead of, you know, taking the time to, um, you know, really study these things and putting the money into creating uh, these different programs, it's, well, let's just throw them all under under this one umbrella. So you have the gifted and talented kids, uh, which, uh, you know, that's that's, you know, maybe the top 10%, and then you have, you know, special education, which is on the rise. So it's, you know, if we don't have anything in place for these kids, then let's just label them special ed, um, you know, because we have to say that we're providing them with um, accommodations to, to meet their needs. So usually kids who are labeled ADHD, um, when it's time for them to take their state test, they get one-on-one. Uh, they may be testing with just a... a a proctor or they may be in a uh, in a small group. Um, you know, it may be, you know, let's give them a behavior plan um, or let's come up with different different things. And so that any type of um, education that, I guess, goes outside of uh, the traditional setting, um, you know, it just all falls on the special education. So now where you know your special education population may have been 5 or 10% 5 or 10% of your school it is now you know about 30 or 40% of your school um you know and and I remember someone said to me one time you know what pretty soon they're going to have all of the uh general ed kids riding the short bus because they keep labeling kids uh special ed so you know they're going to need the big buses for the special ed kids, and they're, they're going to need the small buses for for the general ed kids because there won't be that many of them. Uh, but I think it's just I think it's just an easy way instead of, you know, in, in, investing the time, the money, finding resources, um, designing schools um, to meet the needs of kids who have, um, you know, things about them that are different. Um, you know, instead of just investing in that we'd rather just throw them all under the same umbrella. Um and then and and, uh, and now because you know it's not special ed like we know um or like you know traditional special education now we have um inclusion because you know well these kids can you know they can they can learn in the same environment but you know so that we can say by law uh, we're we're meeting the needs of these kids. We're going to label them as special ed, but we're going to still put them in the same classes as the general ed kids because it's not like they have a a learning disability. They're just hyper.
2: Hmm.
1: You, you know something else that and maybe we can do something on this on this later because we'll probably turn it a whole direct another direction. The funding once labeled as special education for each child. That school receives. I mean, you're on another budget then. You have more money coming in for that student. Many parents have no idea, because once once that happens, this opens up the door for many things. And 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 I've I've been in some schools where parents were not told that because your child is labeled special education, and and we received this this amount of funding. Um, even with free and lunch, you know, free free lunch and things like that, still opens up another door. But it's kind of like that. So sometimes the school does not share that information, and if a parent does not know to act, and then also, to me, that 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 gives more of an incentive to label more, and then for parents, and I don't know if this is still the case, but this. In some cases, it's also considered, considered disability. So a parent could go and apply for a disability check and receive funds. And let's just face it, we have some schools who will say yes more quickly for the funding. You might not want to hear that or believe it, but it does happen. And we have some parents who also will say, extra money? Sure. Mm-hmm. Check, please. So, I mean, it's so broad and that's why and there's so many people involved and so many hands involved until the child I feel the system loses sight of what's really best for this child. Am I willing to be discomforted for this year to make sure that I'm diagnosing this young child properly, the correct way. And that being said, I wanna talk a little bit about about how um they go about. I want to go back a little bit because right now I think when you read exactly what it is, we didn't have as many people um, on the line. But would you just one more time just kind of tell what what it, what what ADHD is considered as, and then I want to talk about how um, how it's diagnosed.
0: Absolutely. Um, so ADHD stands for attention deficit. Hyperactivity disorder, and um, basically, um, when uh, when the child is considered uh, too hyper, um, the process begins. I know, um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but um, if a parent is trying to, um, you know, see see if their child has ADHD um the process part of the process is we have to fill out um a survey uh they bring a a, a form from the doctor it's about a 100 and i don't know 30 150 items on this survey that has all types of questions um and, and it's part of the process for the child becoming uh, adhd it asks you about their about their activity um, about their moods, about their behaviors, um, different things. um and ask you about academics, um, just a host of things. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're, because they're trying to determine, you know, is the child not sitting down because they're refusing to sit down or is it because there's something going on in their brain that's making them um, – you know, uh be be extremely energetic, is, you know, is it do they have control over um this hyperactivity.
1: Okay. And then some of the I want to I given a few uh things a little bit early and I'm gonna go back over those in just a second because I wanna talk about the let me give you some of the, the causes and this again is just from research. I don't I don't know if I agree with all of this children with ADHD have less activity um in areas of the brain that control attention they may also have imbalances in the in brain chemicals called neutral, ne, ne, oh, help me with this word. neurotransmitters it's unclear what causes these um irregularities but ADHD runs in families it says so many experts believe genetics also play a role but how they diagnose it, Rodney just talked a little bit about it. Um, no test that that can test ADHD. Instead, like Rodney said, the doctors rely on the patient's uh, responses to questions, their family's description, and, and their behavior problems. In addition to that, the school assessment as well. Um, and they also, they should. Now, I don't know, and this is this is kind of where it loses me here they should show the children should show a combination of of all three inattention, hyperactivity, and um impulsiveness. So they should show a combination of all three things for at least six months. That's what that's that's saying how it is diagnosed. Now, again, parents should know this information so to make sure that it's being followed, I believe that that six months should be at least one full, full time. I do. And I, and I know if it's to the extreme, and, and, and there there are certain cases you may have to minimize that, but at least I think it should be one year for children, or, or we're going to lose a lot of kids to Ritalin.
0: Um, well, there's I, something, I, something else to think about, Tammy, um, so – when um, and, and if there are any teachers out there um, who teach, you know, Latinos, Hispanics, uh, you know, I I would love to hear hear their thoughts on this. If you try to if you try to uh, get the school psychologist to uh, test a Hispanic kid, if you try to get them to evaluate a special ed kid, um, I'm sorry, a Hispanic. Uh kid for uh, uh learning disability, if you try to get that evaluation then a lot of times they will not do it. They'll usually uh say no, it's a language issue, so they' you know they they they'll find some reason not to give these full these kids a full evaluation to test and see if they are um, you know, if they do have a learning disability or if they would qualify for special ed services. a lot of times they would do it and the school you know,
1: just to make sure I'm clear, you're saying the school typically the the school officials or the parents will
0: say a both. No, it's the uh, the the determination is made by the school psychologist, from my understanding. Um, okay. Yeah, so you can you can go in and you know you you uh, you can start the child study process. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, the school psychologist makes the determination whether or not they will do a full evaluation on the child. And a lot of times, they'll say no, it's a language issue. And you, you know, even if you say, well, they were born in America, they've been in American schools, um, you know, since they were in pre-K. You know, they'll say, yeah, but the only place they get English is at school. But my point is, they'll make a, they'll make all of these excuses. As to why they will not uh, do this evaluation uh, to see if these kids do have a learning disability. It doesn't matter that you're in the classroom with these kids every day and you're like, hmm, something is not right. Like, and you go to them and you say, well, I tried this, I tried this, I tried. I mean, you you could have five or ten interventions that you tried and nothing is working. You're trying to see, you know. Uh, if this child does have a learning disability because you would like to see that child get the the help, the support that they need. However, we will diagnose a kid with ADHD like it's nothing. And then, you know, put all of these things into place and, you know, we have to do this, we have to do this. And it's like, wait a minute, but I have a kid over here who I'm sure is special ed. But, but, but
1: you know, honey, I mean, I mean, it probably has a lot of- with the ESL, kids who, kids, and that this may have changed, you have to help me with this because it's been a long time for me since school system, but they're already getting funds for for, for the kids who are considered minority when it comes to, you know, having to have the, the English as a second, ESL classes and things like that. I can imagine the, the additional paperwork to now label um, the child on top of the funding that you get for this, now, and you would think, well, that would just add more money, but now you got to consider, okay, plus the paperwork. I, I'm going to have to do some more research on that because I would think from a money perspective, they would be really happy to do it. Um, so I bet you there's some, some underlying something that we don't know about because otherwise, how hungry the system is, each school is for money they will they will do whatever it takes. So it, it's something I bet you that we just have not come across that is keeping them from going the extra step of going through that process to see, is this child also having some issues as it relates to ADHD? Um, but, but I've never, I guess because I've never, you know, just had anyone or known anyone where it was just predominantly Hispanic students and things like that. But I would like to know how that funding works. Um,
0: on that side. And Tammy, according to uh, according to a study done by the University of of Utah, uh, going back to a question that, that, that you posted along with the uh with the show and, and something that we brought up earlier about written being the solution. Well according to uh, according to a study by the by the University of uh of Utah, it's not necessarily considered the solution, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: the study say that uh say that you know it's 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 popular uh especially for teens because it's it, it's cheap and easily accessible
1: what cheap right. and it's easily accessible
0: yeah so um you know doctors have have no problem, you know. Uh, prescribing you uh, Ritlin, and it's it's not hard, you know. So uh, because of that, you know, it has just been, you know, it it has just over the years become, hey, you know, let's give a child Ritlin. You know, when I was in school growing up, very, 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 very few kids Took Ritalin, like when you like when you heard about a kid taking Ritalin, like you were like, oh my god, like something must really be wrong with him, like for them to be taking Ritalin. But now with this, you know, big ADHD thing, it's you know now it's the common thing, and and and, you know, it's the norm.
1: It's like the common cold. It really, when you think about it, people six point four more than six point four million children are currently, and it's probably way more by now, are on Ritalin. And four times more boys, and we talked about, for those of you who came in late, we talked about the difference in just even um, the boys and the girls as it relates to this one. You know, and so, and then we talked about how how many more young black males are being putting, put on Ritalin. And then special going into label as special ed. So mm-hmm. the problem is, that's why the question was asked, is the solution Ritalin? When you look at all the things that the child has to, to, to now take on because of Ritalin on top of becoming zombies, And, again, some kids may be to the extreme and they need it, but you can't tell me more than 6.4 million children need Ritalin.
0: (laughs) Well, another problem, too, Tammy, and I know it's something that you wanted to address tonight, another problem is that uh, there's research that shows that um, uh, up to 30% of cocaine addicts have ADHD and, you know, the same study uh from the University of utah um uh, it talks about you know why you know um uh, there are you know quite a few adult uh quite a few adults who you know they took Ritlin as teenagers and because there are you know some similarities between Ritlin and cocaine you know they they you know a lot of times uh you know when you become adult uh when you become an adult you're taking off of Ritalin but then it you know it, it talked about how you know some of those adults turn to cocaine because you know uh they're very similar. Uh, the only the only difference is that you know it's a pill. Ritalin is a pill and it takes a little bit longer to to get to your brain but, you know, uh cocaine has a much stronger uh impact on you because you're usually usually you know, uh, snorting it up your nose or in- injecting it, you know, into your body through a needle. So that that's another potential. I mean, I don't think everyone who who, who takes Ritalin, um, and I haven't found any, anything that says, you know, that everyone who takes Ritalin is, is, you know, turning to cocaine. But there are there are some who do. You know,
1: that's what this, this, what I guess led me to this particular. We had someone else scheduled for tonight because we were doing the, you know, honoring leading women and women, and she had something come up with her daughter and could not be on tonight. So I had received an article, and I think Bo copied you in on it. One of our listeners sent uh, Ron and I an article, um, recent article, where they were comparing Ritalin to cocaine. Um, and, and, I didn't pull it up, but basically, from what I can remember, uh, one of the particular things that said that one of the major differences in uh, how it attacks the body is that cocaine users, of course, they shoot it, they shoot up, so it it gets into the bloodstream pretty quickly. To where, with kids taking the pills, and and as you heard our last caller, she said that they put her daughter on a very mild dosage, supposed to be the mildest. And uh, her daughter just slept for two weeks. She said that's all she did was just slept. And so that's insane. But if she had not stopped it, I could see the school just allowing it to go on. So what the cause went from the child won't sit down to now she's sleeping all day. So where's the in-between? There has to be other solutions. There has to mm. be, again, diet, television. Are we letting – I'd like to read uh, a post out there, and I believe it was earlier today, uh, The symptoms. – I'm going to try to get back to it. I know we're flipping back and forth here. I haven't even finished the other part I wanted to share. But uh, symptoms of the ADHD, and it was comparing it to, you know, childhood signs and symptoms. Daydreams, has a hard time paying attention, has trouble listening to what's being said to her or him, is easily distracted from past and, and play doesn't follow through on obeying instructions, is disorganized, loses important things, forget things, doesn't want to do things that require ongoing mental effort, has trouble understanding information quickly and accurately, so has trouble understanding information quickly and accurately, can't wait for things, has trouble taking turns or standing in line, acts without thinking, can't control emotions, interrupts others. Now, they have those exact same things listed on the opposite side, which means it says childhood signs and symptoms. However, I want to go back to one more article that I just posted, and I purposefully waited to post this one, Ritalin, so much easier than parenting. And that post that I just posted, maybe about <laughs> 15, 20 minutes, Ritalin, so much easier than parenting, because as I read off some of those things, I'm reminded of young people that I see in the grocery store with their parents, or out and about, and the parent has to say something over again. Or you take your child to church and they won't sit down. They no does not mean no, and so it also has to start parents at home because how a child ends up in fifth grade. I'm not saying that there are not exceptions to the rule because there all there there always is, but. As I read off those lists of things children are allowed to do, I mean, if your child at a toddler age knows to to sneak somewhere and look around the corner to see if you are looking because they know that you've said no a couple of times, and that happens even in toddlers, one, two, it happens. So they know right from wrong. But, yes, you will see parents, who has to bribe kids to sit down, to stop, and I mean at a very early age. So parenting has to come into this as well so that by the time your child gets to kindergarten, gets to school, then they're not already used to being in totally in control and doing what they want to do when they want to do it. And that's what I mean, that's what right now I mean tonight. Look at the big picture. And then, even in this case, think about the end. How you start out allowing your kids to obey or disobey you, the little things that you let slide end up being those big things. So, I mean, there is just all. We got some callers. Let's see who we have here. We got a couple of callers. All right.
2: Oh boy. Yeah, just hanging. <laughs> yep.
1: um, we're gonna pull in a caller from 404 area code with the last
3: four digits of 1037. Caller, thank you, and you're on
1: the air with us. Hey, me how you
3: doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Rodney, are you good. there? Yes, I am here. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, my brother, man? It's Bo. Um, Got to apologize, man, for just getting on. I've been, been working, man. You know what I mean? I have a few late-night like, haircuts to come through. So I had to take it do what it do, you know what I mean. So I just got finished, and uh, I was trying to hurry up, you know what I mean, so I could get here and, and listen to uh, <clears throat> what's been going on so far. I've just okay, heard uh, what Tammy anyway.
1: was. I'm sorry, Bo, but I can't let you go on, Rodney. We have this is one of our our regulars, and he has a very 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 important um, announcement to make. <laughs> I'm putting
3: him on the oh. spot. Uh, which one? Both of them or one of them? You oh, want both of them. I want to work. the word. the butterfly
1: evolution family to
0: know both of them. Oh, boy.
3: Okay. Well. Well. Uh, Rodney. Um. <clears throat> uh, me and my wife now got married Saturday. Well, okay, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much And uh, we went to the doctor today And found out that she is Seven and a half weeks pregnant God, sure matter, man. That's what I'm talking about Congratulations brother <laughs> Yes, yes I can hold my Superman shirt right now You know what I
2: mean
0: I'm going to take yeah, two sips of man. my coffee
3: <laughs> it's a blessing, man You know, it's, it's long overdue You know, but God does things in his own time You know what I'm saying My wife has been wanting kids for a long time And um, this is the first child You know what I mean That um, she's going to have um, Like I said, it's been 40 years And she hasn't had a kid She wants a child You know what I mean More than that, I want another child I want a daughter I got three sons I want a daughter so we're happy, we're excited, you know what I mean. Um, the wedding ceremony was it was off the chain. It was very, very nice. Just had a nice time, and um, hey man, I'm looking forward to what God has for us next.
0: Absolutely, man, that that is phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that news with us. Yes. Congratulations yes.
1: again. Congratulations.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. I was listening to uh Tammy talk about um the Ritalin and um you know how it compares to uh to cocaine. I haven't really heard uh from anybody else, so if I touched on something that somebody has already said. Um I wasn't, you know, online earlier. Like I said, I was uh, cutting hair and everything. By the way, Tasha sleep. She ain't been feeling too good and ever since she left the doctor's office, so she's knocked out. But um I'm here. Uh, what I wanna say is <clears throat> that it goes it goes all the way back to uh us not 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 being allowed to be parents. Um, when I was growing up, you know, when you were growing up, Tammy, we didn't have those people you, you didn't have kids diagnosed with A D H D and all of this, that and the other. If we did, we didn't know anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Because mama had a B E L T. You understand what I'm saying? And it cured everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything that you thought you had You know you're going to have children that are optimistic You're going to have children that are That are all that get is, gets anything That's part of growing up That's part of being a child But one thing our parents didn't do They didn't let doctors categorize us in some category And give us medication And give them money to give us the medication To guinea pig us Our parents didn't do that to us You know what I'm saying But that's what's going on in this society today They take young mothers Give them uh, a check for the child, and then they give them drugs to give the child. Just don't know that they're destroying that child. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and I heard Tammy say something about uh, riddling being uh, being easier than against them being a parent, um, and that's because on that stuff they they get so relaxed and so come. They're not even themselves. You know, I mean they're not. They're like zombies. You know what I mean? A child zombie. You know you don't want your child if your child is naturally uh outgoing and you know hyper or whatever the case may be that's that's what kids do they run they have energy that's what they're supposed to do, but as soon as you take your child to the doctor, the first thing they do is say, oh your child is 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 overactive hyper you need to give him something to slow him down, and uh once you give him this to slow them down and we check him in the inner system, you'll get this much money
2: and they're doing
3: it you know they mm. they're doing it you know. Ritalin is so similar to cocaine that scientists scientists can't hardly tell them apart. They both work on the same attributes of the human body, the dopamine in the brain, the excess the excess uh uh euphoria that you get when you use it. It's the same thing as using cocaine. You'll take I heard somebody say you'll take their father, you know what I'm saying they're selling drugs to try to support it. I'm not condoning drug selling. I'm just making a point. You know what I'm saying? He's he's out there selling drugs or whatever he's doing to put food on the table. You'll lock him up 10, 20, 30 years. You know what I'm saying? But then you'll take his child that's coming up and put him on Ritalin that has been uh, given an excuse to be used by the government and call it uh, a prescription drug and addict his child to this Ritalin. So now you got both of them locked up. They're both confined. You got the dad confined physically and you got the child confined emotionally and mentally. You know, man,
0: you preach so, it. You know,
3: it's, it. it's bad. You know what I'm saying? It's real bad. You know, and um uh, when I when I was talking to uh, Tammy about it, you know what I mean? And, and it was sad, man. It's real sad. You know, and it comes from these people not allowing us to be parents. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what it is. I'm going to spank mine. If they get wrong, I'm going to spank them. That's what I'm going to do. You just got to go and lock me up because I'm going to chastise mine. I'd rather be the one to spank mine than to get them inside that chain or that or that jail and those people do what they want to do to them in there. You know, then the one that's abusing the, the, the children, them the one that's abusing people, folks, but ain't nobody there to say nothing about that because, you know what, they they have an excuse. Oh, this is called corporal punishment it's, uh to keep order in the jail. So you didn't even tell them you got to bust somebody's head open with a nightstick and give them 13 staples on top of their head to to, to keep order? That's ridiculous. You know? But then you're going to take me and lock me up for spanking my child with a belt. Where's the justice? It's not justice. It's just us. That's what it is, you know? But a lot of this stuff wouldn't be going on if they would just allow us to be parents. I mean the parents that want to be parents. You know, if they would allow us to be parents, then... We would ha- we would have that control. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have need of of riddling because you would have a belt to put on it behind and it won't get right. Where you cut up at, that's where I'm gonna put it on you at. You know, I just came from my son's school the other day. Teacher called me. I was in class. Teacher called me and said, uh, Mr. Jackson, say uh, Tim Tim is um he got into a fight. I said yeah. He said yeah. I put him in timeout. He saying while he was in timeout, he hit the circuit breaker over there. And turned off all the power in the class I said oh really I stopped doing what I was doing right then and, and drove 20 minutes or 30 minutes To his school I drove all the way from the west side All the way to the east side You know what I mean To his school When he knew anything I was walking through the classroom door And he was still sitting time out You know what I'm saying I asked the lady I said excuse me ma'am I said do you have a little back room That I can take him in and talk to him She said yes sir I took him right on back there in the back And told his tail up You feel me Then I stayed with him in school the whole day. He kept saying, Daddy, you ready to go? I said, no, I'm not ready to go. You ready for me to go? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'll leave when when you know how to act right. When you start acting right, that's when I'll leave. And I'm going to be out here every time you put up, I'm coming. And every time I come, you're going to get what I just gave you. You understand? It hurt him to his heart that his classmates hurt him get a whooping. I don't care about all that. Because I know what will happen to him if he if he doesn't get what, the understanding that that I didn't get, I know what's going to happen to him in the long run, and I don't want that to happen to my child. You see what I'm saying? So I'd rather be the one to 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 to, to put it on him, and then then him go somewhere and they put it on him and, and abuse him. You know, and that don't love him. I love him. You know, I love him enough to chastise him to make him know that this is wrong and this is what you must do to, to, to grow up and be a young man and respectful. The teacher is here to teach you, not to be your friend. You're not the teacher. You ask, can you do certain things? Don't take it upon yourself to feel like you helped me, Howard, and just jump up and do it because that's not right. Other kids see you do it, they're going to want to do it. Then you have a disruption in the class that you cause. Hey, 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 hey it, how does the
1: kids... To you, uh, I saw that video. And t- tell us about the kids' response to you during the time. Cause to it just seemed they seemed so out of control, but so excited at the same I think they were out of control because they seemed very excited. But you were there
3: in, in the cafeteria. Yes. Oh yeah, they, they was they was they was off the chain. When I tell you they was out of control, the principal couldn't get them in control. They was running around. Tell me why I was that witnessed about five fights between little kids? You know what I'm saying? Her, the teacher, the teachers. What teacher, grade? Huh? What grade? The first grade. In the first grade. In the first grade. I witnessed like five fights in the hallways, going to the bathroom, lining up in the bathroom line, uh, one boy behind another boy. Uh he's he stepped back on his shoe. He pushed him in the back. The other butt turned around and pushed him back. Next thing you know, they are throwing So the teacher jumped in and and break him up, you know. He hit me first. Nobody went to the office. Nobody got sunk to the dean's office. Nobody got sunk. You know what I mean? That was it. Okay, he hit him, he hit him, and she stepped in between them, and that's it. Everybody go back to class together. There's no, There was no repercussion for that action that they did. So, therefore, they think it's all right if somebody hit me to hit them back because all that's going to happen is she's going to separate us because she can't, she can't literally do anything else but that because they've taken the power away from the teachers and stuff. And like I said, I witnessed like five fights out of little kids, first grade, second grade, third grade, you know, fighting and stuff in, in, in class, in the cafeteria, taking the table, I mean, sliding the table across, throwing people, throwing other kids' food on the floor. It was like the big kids were the bullies and the little kids were subject to whatever whatever happened to them. Even I told the little boy, hey man, stop doing that man, don't do that. You know, he grabbed the table and slid the table out from up on that little girl and she had her stuff up on the table and it almost fell and as soon as she put back up there to get ready to eat again, he slid the table again. So I told him hey, look man, don't do that bro. Don't do that. He just looked at me because I you know I'm a big dude so he's looking at me like you ain't my daddy. I said now if you do it again, I'm going to tell the teacher. He didn't do it again. But had I not been there, it wasn't enough teachers in that cafeteria to watch all them kids. You see in the video, they was running around rampant. Mm-hmm. And but this is what's going on. You know, I was just there that day. But every day it's like this. I, you know, from what I'm told by my friends. You know, there's no control of the children because they're scared of the laws and things that govern because if some, if you touch my child, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to put you in jail. I'm going to get that and the other blah, 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 So, therefore, the children are just going there They allow them to do anything they want to do, and if they don't want to learn, fine. They don't need to learn. They're not going to want to learn anything. So school has turned into a babysitter, really. That's what it is. It's not a place of just learning anymore. It's a, a place to dump your kids off for a few hours so you can do whatever it is that you got to do, and then you pick them up. You know what I mean? I send them to aftercare, and, you know, at the end of the day, they come home, and it starts the whole cycle over again. You send them off to, that's not school, it's daycare. Send them off to daycare again, somebody to watch my babysitter to watch my kids. But don't spank them. Don't put your hands on them. Now, don't do that. I don't care what they do wrong. You know your child's bad at home, so you know he's going to be bad in school. You know? So, I
1: mean, I don't know what to say man. Solution. What's the solution? What do
0: you think? So you saying the parents, the parents have to take back the
3: control of parenting? That, you, that parents need to, to take back the control. We need to get together as a society, man, and get on these laws that that govern us from being parents, restrict us from 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 spanking our children. These laws that they don't stack up against us and they're locking us up for spanking our children, but they ain't locking themselves up for spanking them. You know what I'm saying? We need to fight against that. You know, we're the people that make the laws. We're the ones who put them in power. You know, if we all stand up, man, come together and unite, you know, and become a voice to say, look, this is what I want to do to raise my child and show that 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 works. You had way less problems with teenagers, way less problems with, with, with people in prisons and jails back in the day. But, see, the thing is, that's what they want. They want the kids in jail. They want the kids to not get raised right, so that they commit crimes and this that, and the other. Because you know what, prison and jail is a, is a corporation right now. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 I found out through research that every time you plead guilty, that 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 the people up there in um in uh in New York that run the uh, Wall Street, oh, they can take your name over to the bank and get a loan off of you as soon as you plead guilty to any felony. Why? Because nine times out of ten, if you've got a felony on your record, you're not going to work, so it's going to subject you to do wrong. You See, when you do wrong, that means you're going to be going in and out of the system, you know, and you're going to be going in and out of the system until you get caught in a snare till you can't get out of the system. But it's a win-win situation. So now that you've got a felony, I can take your name and go to the bank and say, hey, he has a felony. Let me get $25,000 on him, borrow from the bank and give them your, your records and stuff, and you could get they get loans off of you. You're a commodity. So it's a business now. So, yeah, we're going to stop you from hitting your kids so that they can get into trouble and go to jail and prison because that, that's where we want them at because we're going to charge the government $360 a day, but you don't get no $360 or nothing every day. I mean, you, you can't eat enough toothpaste, soap, or toilet paper to, to be $360 a day. But that's what they give the state to house you. Mm. So it's a numbers game. So we don't want them to have control. We want them to be out of control so that we can keep doing what we're doing to them. So Mm. the answer is we need to unite, man, and fight that. Take back what they've taken from us. They've taken so much, and now you've taken the, the authority that we have over our children. So what are we to do? But you want to kill them every time they turn around, every time you get a corner and don't get nailed there. Oh, it looked well, like Bo, you had a gun. You didn't see me.
1: Bo, this is Tammy. I want everybody to know that if if, if the police comes and tells you as a parent that you cannot whoop your child, make sure that you use your religious rights. Tell them that your Bible says that you can. You can close your
2: door. <laughs>
1: you heal really, it? Really, seriously, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. What happened? But
2: I'm so serious as I said. Show them right in the Bible where your, your
0: belief allows you to tan tail. that tail. And you know what? you right. Adrian Peterson. And
1: that's that on there. No,
3: but so tell,
0: you me right. it. tell me
3: you're right. Tell me you're right, though. And, 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 and a, you got to look at it like this. When I was in prison, Rastafarians didn't cut their hair because you know why? It was part of their religion. But they couldn't mingle with the people who were in, in population because they had dreadlocks all the way down to their knees and feet and stuff. But the state couldn't let them cut their hair because it was their religion. But you know what they had to do? They had to go to the judge and get an order saying that I'm a Rastafarian, I don't get haircuts. That's what they had to do in prison to keep their hair. Now, I can see what Tammy is saying. The police come look. I'm religious. You understand know what I'm saying? My Bible tells me if I spare the rod, I spoil the child. So I'm following the, the laws of the Bible. Exactly. I understand what Tammy's saying. Exactly. You yeah, can fight that. Exactly. That's your religious belief. So you can fight that. She just made a good point. I've never looked at it that way. But now that she said it, you know, that is your religious right. That's your preference. Just like the Mormons have their religious right and they be marrying three and four people, there nothing be done about that. Tammy made a good point. That's something that maybe we could use to to induct into this thing to get control back of our kids.
0: I think the, Uh, and this is Rodney, and this is Rodney, uh, I think that the problem uh, with with, with this topic, um, along with so many other things, is that, People are either not Informed or people are misinformed So my question uh, Bo and Tammy is What do we need To do because you know the, uh, Again A lot a lot of these things uh, The impacts of Ritalin uh, You know ADHD uh, Diagnosis a lot of things uh, That come along with With these things people Are unaware of so what do we need to do specifically? To get the word out there because before we can fight, people have to be educated. People have to know what's going on. So, what do we need to do in order to educate people to get the word out? Um, in addition to doing, you know, a show like this. Okay. You um, can go,
3: Um Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, right
0: now,
3: I want to say. I want to say this. Um, you know you made a point also, um how do we get this message across? um you know, I've always been you know been a fan of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink you know so if we do put the messages out there, you know Facebook, twitter, instagram um if we do uh if we do do these type of things, you understand what I'm saying. A person has to motivate themselves, not knocking that, we can't do it because we can't, and we shall do it, but a person has to be motivated themselves to learn. You know what I'm saying? I can give you all the books in the world, but if you never open them up, what good do they do you? You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm Mm -hmm. giving this information and you're not using it, then there's still not going to be anything that changes. You know the question is, what do we do to make people read into what we're trying to do? That's the big thing, because they'll get the information, and nobody they won't read it. You know what I'm saying? They'll look at it like we're fighting an uphill battle. You understand what I'm saying? And that's it. You know. That's it. They'll they'll see the information, but they won't utilize it. You know how do we get them to utilize it? You know, you know like I, like I, like Tammy was saying, and I was saying, you know that the, the 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 doctors have come up with a way to to give children drugs and and addict them at an early age, and say, okay, he got ADHD. He ain't no ADHD. He ain't never had none of that. He just a bad ass child, skew my French, and he need a behind whooping. You know what I'm saying? We had bad feelings back there when I was growing up. But they got their whooping. They got a whooping from the mailman. They got a whooping from the dude that delivered the milk. They got a whooping from my auntie, your, your mama, your auntie, your uncles, the barbershop man. We got a whooping Anytime we cut up, wherever we cut up, we got a whooping And then when we got home, them people brought us to our house. We got another whooping. I'm still here. My butt ain't tore off. They didn't kill me. You see what I'm saying? But it taught me respect. You know what I mean? In spite of what I've been through, I still have respect. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what kids lack today. They lack respect because because they don't know what it is to be punished for the things that they're doing because their parents are scared to be parents. And then the ones that do be parents, they end up in jail or the kids in foster care and instead of the other because the state uses that foolishness to, to, to do what they do. So my thing is we have to, to, to make the people – Read, understand, and and be, want to be a part of. That's the big thing because to have the information and don't do nothing with it it is still useless. But what can we do to make them understand that this is what we need to do in order to get our, our, our lives back, our children's lives back? That riddling off the stage that, and all of that, that being dual diagnosis and all this. What is a dual diagnosis? Is that two people you talking about? Because the last time I, I was one person, I, had, I just, you know what I'm saying, sometimes I think I'm two people because I feel like I'm that strong, but I ain't nobody never categorized me as dual diagnosis. They never been no two of me. But the doctors gibbet something, and then they tell these young mothers, hey, this is what your son has. I'm going to prescribe you this. Along with this prescription, you can take this over here to the Social Security and, and get a check for him. Now they're going to buy two or $300 weed, $75 nails, Shoes and everything, they're going out on Friday night, and they're paying somebody $20 to watch the kid for that night. You know what I mean? Mm. We got to do better. Mm. We got to do better, man. It's ridiculous. We got to do better. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I know 15 or 20 chicks like that. You know what I'm saying? I know 15 or 20 chicks that does that on a on a weekly basis. That's their business, you know what I'm saying? you know, And I don't I don't condone it or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? I know it's wrong. They know it's wrong. But they're doing it. I agree so what with we bo- do?
1: This, this is Tammy, um, and I'm just going Go to get off of what you said, because everything you said, is, is, I could wear it. I want to add to it. Um, you're right. We can leave them, but we cannot make and drinking, and people have, especially parents, because you know. And, and I'm 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 gonna go with mom because I'm, I'm sorry I just have no, I have no sympathy, no empathy, no sorrow, nothing, for a mama who I feel I have to convince to drink because I would drink four.
2: <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> and so I, as mother, just that way. And time, I will. So I don't know what to say to parents who won't do the same because I can't own from that. I, I just cannot see where I'm going to get to help you without doing and getting yourself. So it goes like the parenting. And I want to ask the parents who, whose children are unwilling, how much research did we do before you said yes? How long did it take for you to see what? What has been reported to be in your child or children? And then don't be so quick to say yes. What are the other options before we say yes to the medication? What is, what, what is the diagnosis? How many things? Are you saying that my child has? So you just can't say yes. You got to look at what does this do for my child? Yeah, I may put some money in your pocket, but like both said, what are you doing with that money? Because what if you took the money and changed his diet, so that you could slowly wean him off? Because diet plays a part, and you have to think about all the players in the game. Everybody's getting paid. The school is getting paid. The doctor who's describing the, the little one is getting paid. You're getting paid. And the child is becoming a zombie. and sleeping his wife away. And we're sitting on the sideline allowing it to happen. And that's why we got kids acting act like today because they see us sitting on the sideline. These kids are not dumb or numb to what is going on or what we are allowing as a society. They're not dumb to it. So they have no hope. They have no reason to live, according to them. So, and I didn't get nearly out, and I know why, because tonight just been kind of one of those, today has one of those days, but um, I had quite a bit of stuff, and so maybe we can come back later, and maybe, uh, so I, you sent me the guy's um, video, maybe we can have him on too, but I'd like maybe us all to come back and we take a section of it just really um, gain knowledge so that each one of us have different knowledge to that particular area and we speak on that. Because 6.4 million children, more of them, on Ritalin, four times more boys, more black males, and these <laughs> children are now red children. And Bo you mentioned something about the, the insurance, not just people who commit crimes, but your, your your city, your government also has insurance on you. That's why they give you the two hundred and fifty dollars and they choose just the two hundred and fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? So so much that that we don't know and and again I keep saying we're gonna wake up and our own front door is gonna be chain locked. We'll be locked in. Because we keep giving the government and society control, it is because you don't want to work to keep the control yourself. As long as you don't hold someone else accountable, then you are not accountable. Because if you're trying to tell someone else that they should know, that means you must or should know. You just keep down to people. People just like uh, he used to be a mom and a dad would dance
0: to their kids. Tammy, I mean, your phone is breaking up a little bit.
1: Yeah, both
0: on. I'm not what sure it if it's your or both, but one of you, your phone is breaking up or something.
1: I was moving about, but that's good. I'm going to check the, the phone lines real quick here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring it to a close anyway. Um, cause I have to run as well. I think that's Bo working or something. Bo, sit down.
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was Bo. There's
1: <laughs> no telling what Bo was. <laughs> He's probably on the It might have been.
3: <laughs> I ain't got no metro.
1: No, I think you were moving about. I think that's what it was. But that's okay. We're good. Um, any last comments before we bring it to a close? You did hear me say that I want to come back maybe maybe in a month or so because it'll take me some – got a lot going on right now, and it takes take me some time to – and we can just kind of get together off the air to pick an area of – uh right. an area that we would like to, to study because I know, like, Rodney has inside – he's our insider,
3: and he'll
1: be well, – <laughs> he, it's may, it's he it's might be more, more.
3: I do have one one little last thing to say, real quick, Tammy.
2: Uh huh.
3: And um, and I just want I just want people to lead by example. So I'm gonna tell them this, you know, when my son was born, he he weighed uh, Mario, he weighed one pound six ounces. He was born with 16 different things wrong with him. He had he was uh, he had a uh, congenital hy- hyper plasia hyperplasia, purple plasia. That's where your your your, your PP is connected to your scrotum, it don't spring free. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they had to go in and cut it and snip it and all this that and the other. Okay. Being that he was premature, the doctors told my 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 kids' mother that they were putting him on steroids. So they were giving my baby these steroids. Giving my baby these steroids and he was he wasn't growing. He was like he was like Benjamin Button. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't growing at all. But she was getting a check for him. That's why I'm telling you, I lead by example. And I, I started to research, you know, just what the, the, the uh, steroid that they were giving him. And the steroid had more side effects than the, than the ailments that was going on with him. And then the, the, one of the main things was that he will never, he will be stunted. He will be short. He won't grow. His bones will be, uh, will, will stop, uh, will stop. Producing so that he he won't He won't grow He won't get no taller He'll just stay like a smidgen You know what I'm saying But the doctor had her food That he needed these steroids Or he was going to die The devil is a liar You know And I told her I said you know what man I'm not going to give this stuff To my son no more You know what I mean She's like but what if he die I said he ain't going to die You know what I'm saying You got to have faith man I said well, that's killing him The stuff that they're giving him Is killing him You know what I mean? So the thing was, she wanted to keep getting the checks. You understand what I'm saying? I ain't with that. You know what I mean? I wasn't with that. You're going to have my son being a guinea pig because you want to keep getting checks. So what I did was I stopped. I stopped it. Every time she bring a bottle around, that stuff there, I would bust it or pour it down the toilet. Three weeks went by. Four weeks went by. Ain't nothing happened to him. He ain't dead. He's still here. Five weeks, they told her that he wouldn't live to get two years old. My son just celebrated his tenth birthday. Without the steroids. You understand what I'm saying? They cut the checks off and all that, then the other. I don't care about all that. She was mad, but I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? For a simple fact, this child is gonna be suffering. Now my son is not suffering. He is growing, you know. Well then he had to have you know, early childhood development classes and this, that and the other. Now he's in the fourth grade and he's in honors classes. And it all came from the fact that I, I wouldn't let her could continue to let them give him those steroids. That was really hurting him. So my 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 word is that we that we can we can apply ourselves, man, and just just stop letting them run us. Stop letting them tell us this and believing that this is what it is, and doing what they say do, man, and hurting our kids. And I, I'm done with that.
1: Thank you, Bobo. You're welcome. Think... All right. So you're <laughs> in for the next show to come on with us and pick a, pick a topic, you know, just pick an area for your expertise. Because I think we'll be yes, able ma'am. to give people information if we do that cause instead of being all over the place with it. Right. Okay. Okay. Bye. I'm in. It's on you, Rodney. Right I'm giving it back over to you. I said my piece.
0: This has been uh another another great episode, Tammy, and uh very informative as always. And uh to our callers that we did not get to, uh we we do apologize. Um but just another great show. Um I, I love these informative shows where our guests call in and they and they're able to um, uh offer uh their perspectives uh, and present uh, some facts that we may not even know or you know share their experiences that 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 may help somebody else, and I think that this was just another one of those shows and um I want to go back to uh something that miss Erling said as we close out, and that is um, not to say that you know your kids uh that 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 Ritalin, you know isn't a solution. Because it it, it very well may be uh, something that could help your child. But we don't need to uh, continue to diagnose kids at the rate we're diagnosing them and being so quick to um, put them on medication because there are side effects and there are consequences that come with these medications as well. and. If we continue to do what we're doing now, it's only going to cause our children to be uh, to rely on these medications instead of looking for something within themselves that will help them uh, with their issues for the rest of their lives. So even if a doctor or someone tells you that, you know, your child has um, a sickness or disease, don't let that be the only uh, thing that you try, because the per- the 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 point shouldn't be to stay on it for the rest of your life. When we made a comparison, cocaine. When people are on cocaine, we pray for them constantly. We are at church constantly. We're fasting. Where some people are even putting money in the collection plate because they believe that. God will recognize that and and, and deliver their loved ones. Um, You know, we're hoping that, you know, people go to rehab and everything else. Well, the same way you don't want your loved ones on cocaine forever is the same way you should not want your loved ones on any type of medication forever unless it is absolutely necessary and it is helping them. And even still, you should be trying to find other methods. Until next week when we have an educator on the show next Monday night, which um, this young lady is very active up in New York City. Uh, She's doing a lot of things to make some changes um, in the education world uh, for, for teachers, support staff, and most importantly for children. We hope to have you back here with us next Monday night from 9 p.m. Eastern Time until 11 Eastern Time and 8 o'clock Central Time. Until then, we hope that you all have a blessed week. Thank you, everyone, and good night.
5: A long time coming, but I know change going come, oh, yes it
6: will. Moment I've been waiting. I just want it so bad. You know? And it just seems so real. It's right there. Just want to reach out and touch it. For what all disappears. Sometimes it feels like, like everything me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away. But I I gotta be strong, I gotta hold on. It won't be too long. Now the tide is coming I see the waves flowing out there on the ocean. I know my ship is coming in just past the horizon and right where the got me out there on the ocean. I know my ship is coming in, so don't leave me hanging. I've been waiting too long On this moment. My ship has come. Become, I will travel to the seven.